Okay, welcome back to episode two of the Personal Development Podcast, the official podcast of the International Personal Development Association. I'm your host, Steve Siebold. I'm glad you guys are here. Thanks for thanks for listening. So on this second episode, as we launched this, this international association, I was trying to think about what would be appropriate for our first content show. Uh, our first show, if you if you didn't listen to it, was kind of an overview that Don and I were doing about the kind the concepts of the you know of the association, why we launched it, what we're doing, our revolution, uh, what it all stands for, and what it all means, and where we're going with it, and all very exciting stuff. But now we're going to get into the content. I thought who would be the the giant of giants to really discuss in terms of personal development in this first content episode. And uh, so I want to take you back to 1997. I was sitting backstage with Bill Gove, the father of professional speaking, who was my business partner for the last five years of his life, and Bob Proctor, uh, the the who Bill Gove called the Toronto Tornado. <laughs> and uh, we just lost Bob, you know, recently in the last few months here. But uh, this is 1997, so we're at the Air Canada Center up in Toronto. Speaking, we had about 10,000 people in the audience, and uh, the audience was still filing in. And Bill and Bob and I were, were sitting at this little table backstage, kind of getting ready to go on and that type of thing. And so I was just having a conversation with Bob's casual conversation. And I said, Bob, you know, you've been doing this a long time, obviously, you know, just like Bill. Um, I asked Bill, I was saying, talking to Bob, I said, I asked Bill this question, you know, last year. I said, now I want to ask you of all the greats in personal development that you've worked with and known. And, you know, I mean, he'd been around for a long time. I said, you know, he worked with Earl Nightingale for years. Earl Nightingale and Lloyd Conant were, you know, were Bob's mentors in this business. He worked at Nightingale Conant in Chicago for several years um, in the business. And that's how he got into the seminar business and positive thinking and personal development. And I said, you've seen pretty much all of them. You've known most of them. Who's the greatest thinker in personal development history? And Bob did not even... Has, I had no idea what he was going to say. No idea. All I knew was what Bill Gove told me the year before when I asked Bill, who's the father of professional, who was the father of professional speaking and knew everybody, you know, um, and Bill at this time was, you know, 85 years old. Bob was probably, Bob was probably 60, I suppose. So Bill had been around a lot longer, but I asked Bill and then I asked Bob and I said, who is the greatest thinker, the greatest personal development mind in this business of all time? And he said, hands down, no question, Larry Wilson. And I said, Larry Wilson. Interesting. He said, Wilson Learning, of course. He goes, that was Bill's student, right? Bill Gove's student. I said, well, of course. I, I just didn't know what you'd say. I said, do you know Larry? He said, you know, I've never met Larry in person. He said, but uh, when I was living in Chicago working for Nightingale Conant, there was a Wilson Learning seminar. Wilson Learning, if you don't know was uh, the second is the second largest training company in the world to this day. They're all over the world. And um, I think they have 86 countries or something like that. It's insane. And so he said, uh, yeah, Nightingale Conant sent me down to see a Larry Wilson, Wilson Learning Seminar. And I went down there to meet Larry. And I went to the seminar and it was great, but Larry wasn't there. Larry didn't do the seminar. He, I didn't know that. He wasn't the facilitator for the seminar, the speaker. But so I never got to meet him, but I was always, I've always been a huge fan. 
Now, this is a long time after. This was we're talking about. Bob was talking about back in 1972. And this is 1997. He still never met Larry. And I said, so why do you think he was the greatest? He says, well, for one, you know, he was mentored by Abraham Maslow, the father of humanistic psychology. I mean, you know, if you know anything about psychology, Maslow's right up with Sigmund Freud and, you know, uh, Carl Menninger and, you know, I mean, uh, Carl Rogers. I mean, B.F. Skinner. I mean, these are this guy is one of the biggest people ever, especially when it comes to the, you know, the human side the, the, of, of psychology and, and uh, fulfillment and self-actualization and those things that really are in direct alignment with personal development concepts. He said he was the student of Abraham Maslow. He said he's a genius. You know, the guy's a genius. And he's a creative genius. And I mean, he, you know, he created this huge company, but he's also just one of the nicest people I've heard. He said, but I never met him. And uh, and I said, well, it was just a, I didn't expect that to happen. I, I wasn't planning what happened afterwards, but it was a big deal. It turned out to be a very big deal. I just didn't plan it. I was just really just having a casual conversation with Bob and Bill backstage before we went on. So I said to Bob, I said, well, you know, Bill introduced me to Larry last year and we've become really good friends and he's been mentoring me in the corporate market as a speaker. And because Larry was huge in the corporate market as a speaker, he was the highest grossing corporate market speaker because of Wilson learning um, in history to this day. And um, he was the king. I mean, he, they, you know, I asked Larry one time, I said, how many companies, fortune 500 companies has Wilson learning consulted? And Larry looked at me and said, all of them. <laughs> I mean, they are everywhere and they still are to this day. But um, I said to Bob, I said, you know, I had this idea to do an album at Nightingale Conant with me and you and Bill and Larry. And, um, and, and, and Bob said, I think that'd be fantastic. I'd love to do that. Why don't you organize it and put it together? So after the program, um, I called Larry and Larry said, let's do it. Why don't you fly out to my place in Minneapolis? He had a big estate on Lake Minnetonka, beautiful place, big Hartrue tennis court, which is the reason I, that was one of the ideas I got for my Hartrue tennis court later on. But um, anyway, so we flew out there and I hired a photographer because I, because I thought Bob Proctor, an icon in personal development and Larry Wilson, an icon in personal development and Bill Gove, the father of professional speaking in one room and then me. You know, the guy carrying the bags, the caddy. I was brand new in the business. I was 32 years old. I'm brand new in the business. You know, I haven't, I haven't hardly made any money in the business. I hadn't written anything. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm the rookie here. I'm lucky to be in the room. So I, I hired a photographer in uh, Minneapolis. And I said, come down and just shoot pictures. I'll pay you to shoot pictures. This is before cell phones and cameras and all that on phones. So the guy's a professional photographer. I said, just take pictures of us walking around the estate and in the meeting and that type of thing for the album because we were going to meet for a whole day and then outline the album and then record it at Nightingale Conant, which at that time owned personal development. They were the biggest database in the world of personal development by so far. I don't even know who would be number two at that point. They just owned it. And they had you know, millions of people on their database. And so, uh, so the photographer came out. We did a full day. It was... Literally in that room that day was the best personal development session I've ever been in to this day in my life. And that's 25 years ago. Well, it's 20. Yeah, it's 25 years ago. Um, 
I just Bob. What Bob said was, uh, uh, or it was Larry actually that said it because it was Larry's house, and we were in Larry. One of Larry's, uh, he had this huge estate in Minneapolis, and we we went to one of the rooms, and Larry said, "Well, Steve, this is your idea for the album, so you kick it off." And I said, "Thanks for coming, guys. I'm out. I'm done. I just want to take notes and be a fly on the wall. My photographer is going to take pictures of us, you know, the whole day, and you guys are the geniuses. I'm just a fly on the wall here, so." I'm lucky to be here. So there you go. And Bob said, well, I'll kick it off. And Bob talked and Larry talked and Bill talked. And they went back and forth. And um, and I never heard anything like that in my life. I, I should have. What I should have done was recorded. I should have had a video person record that meeting. Because I'm telling you, that was the best personal development seminar I've been in my life. And it wasn't a seminar. It was just a meeting about the the album. So uh, so it was magic. Larry loved Bob. And Bob loved Larry. And, and Bill, of course, knew both of them for years and years. They were both students of Bill. They were graduates of the Bill Gove Speech Workshop from, you know, Larry from 1960, Bob Proctor, 1968. So uh, Bill called them kids, the kids, you know. <laughs> so, so so we ended up recording this album, A Nightingale Conat, 1999, called Create the Future. Learning from and becoming um, a multi-million dollar leader. And it sold all over the world. We kicked it off in New Orleans. We had 22,000 people um, in New Orleans. We kicked it off. We signed all the albums and uh, we sold thousands and thousands of them. And it was just a, a fantastic experience. And that's how Bob Proctor met Larry Wilson. And uh, but, you know, and I had said to Bill before, you know, I, like, as I said earlier, when I asked Bill Gove, I said, who was the greatest personal development mind? And he had said Larry Wilson as well. And that's why I wanted to kick this off with Larry Wilson, because um, I think that that in my opinion, that he was the highest. He was he was literally, you know, people throw around genius in this business. Like this guy's a genius. That guy's a genius. I've worked with and met, you know, geez, the ones that were alive since 1997 up. uh, I've worked with almost all the all the biggest speakers of that time. I've never worked with Tony Robbins. He's one person I haven't worked with, but um, but I've worked with most of them either on stage or in programs or whatever it is. And so I've seen the best of the best and um, they're all great in different ways. But when it comes to genius, real genius, Larry Wilson was a genius. And I mean, I got to know Larry. Larry was a very, very close friend of mine for 15 years. Um, we went on vacations together. We hung out together. I went to his place down in Boca. Don and I both went to his place down in Boca Grande in Florida. And we played. He loved tennis. We played tennis together and um, and just did a lot of stuff. Did deals together, of course, all over corporate America. We were him and I just hit it off, just like Bill Gove. It was something about you know we just had similar personalities, and he was a wonderful guy. Um, the first time I met him, to give you an idea who he was, um, this is a giant. Okay, this is a guy that, that sold his company in 1982, Wilson Learning, for what today would be about a hundred million dollars. Okay, so he was very, very successful, and he was an egoless genius. That's pretty rare, you know. I mean, these you see these, some of these guys in personal development now, and they, they you know they got their planes and their islands and the Caribbean and this and that. And it's like, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a lot of ego, a lot of testosterone. Larry Wilson was three levels above any of them. He was a real genius. These guys are good salespeople. They're good promoters. And they love to talk about how great they are and big they are and how rich they are and all that. Larry was a personal development purist. Just like his mentor, Dr. Abraham Maslow. The father of humanistic psychology. The the high. If you if you're not familiar, and now you probably listen to this, you probably are familiar with Maslow. So I'm not trying to insult you, but but 
If you're not, this is the he's known for famous all around the world for Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I read that in high school in my psychology class. First psychology class I ever took was I was a junior in high school in Chicago. And I read that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that was the first time I ever really got interested in a subject in school. I mean, honestly, it sounds terrible, but it's true. I thought that's the greatest, most practical thing I've ever read in my life. And and then I ended up being, you know, friends with the, the student of mentored by the student of Abraham Maslow, which is just kind of you know, freaky. I mean, how does that happen? But but the first time I met Larry um, uh, was in the Miami airport. Bill, he had a place down in the in um, in uh, Grand Cayman. And so Bill told me I'd partnered with Bill Gove. We did a video album together called Everything You Need to Know About Speaking, about keynote speaking. And I interviewed Bill. This is 1996. I interviewed Bill Gove on video. And it still sells today. It's sold all over the world. And it's, just, it's very basic, but it just says Bill Gove unplugged at 85 years old. And he, it was just a great thing. But anyway, we first, put, we, we, we first um, recorded it in Florida, in Palm Beach, Florida. And Boynton Beach, technically. And uh, Larry, uh, Bill said to me, I, I'm going down to Cayman to Larry's place. And I'm going to play it for Larry. Of course, there's no internet at this time or anything like that, right? So you, there's no you know online video or anything like that. We had big VHS cassettes. So I'm going to play for Larry. And if Larry likes it, he'll promote it. And, you know, it'll, it'll be a big thing. And if Larry doesn't like it, we'll re-record it maybe or get suggestions from him or I don't know. Let's see what he says. But I'm going to Cayman to show it to Larry. And, uh, and, I, and I said, fantastic, Bill. So I was he was down there for four or five days, if I remember correctly. This is 1997. And uh, I worried about it for four days. I thought, oh, my gosh, because this is a big, my, you know, again, I'm brand new in the business. I'm partnering with the father of professional speaking. There's no pressure there. You know, I've got the whole industry watching me because they're like, you're bringing Bill Gove back into the, into the business after 20 years of being retired. I'm like, well, I'm trying. I mean, I'm not sure I can actually do it. I mean, I didn't know. I wasn't in the business before. I didn't know how to do that. I mean, I could hustle. I did that. And that's, why I think, one of the reasons he wanted me to be his partner. But yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just learning it. He said, I'll teach you everything and then you go hustle it. And so I did. And um, But anyway, but I knew this would be a big deal. I mean, if I could do this, if Larry could endorse it, it'd be a big deal. So I was nervous. I was on pins and needles for four days. I really was. So Bill calls me and says, uh, we're flying into Miami, you know, whatever time it was. Why don't you come down and pick us up? This is before, of course, 9-11. So you could go to you know, pick someone up at baggage claim and um, you could get in the airport. And so uh, I said, why don't you pick us up in baggage claim? Larry's going to connect uh, to min back to Minneapolis from Miami. And then you could just drive me back to Palm Beach because Bill and I live about five miles from each other in Palm Beach County. And so uh, so I did. I was nervous about an hour drive from Boynton Beach uh, to, to Miami Airport. And I was so nervous, I remember. And so anyway, I get down to Miami Airport. If you've been in baggage claim in Miami, you know it's nuts. It's a crazy airport. It's big and there's lots of people. And there were like hundreds and hundreds of people in baggage claim. And I'm looking for Bill. And Bill was not the biggest guy in the world. You know, He weighed about 135 pounds soaking wet. And so I'm looking for Bill, and I and I know what Larry looks like because I've seen pictures of him, and uh, but I've and I've read his books. I read his book when I was in high school, one of his books, and so I knew his, what he looked like, but I hadn't, you know, seen. I just seen pictures of him. So, so I'm looking all over in baggage claim, and it's nuts. There's four or five hundred people. I'm trying to look through, and uh, and finally I'm looking around. I don't see Bill, and because uh, again he was Bill wasn't that tall, and so I'm looking, around, looking, looking, looking. I don't see anyone. All of a sudden I hear 
Steve Seabold. Steve Seabold. And I'm like, who is calling? Who in Miami airport? is? It's not Bill. And I'm thinking, who's calling my name and package claim in my, I'm not famous. I've never done anything. I've not been on TV yet or anything like that. No one knows who I am. And so I, you know, what's going on? So I'm looking all around and finally I see a guy holding up the video album and he's raising it way up so I can see it. Cause he's like, he's got his hand up. His Steve Siebold, this guy's a star. He's a big star. People start looking around at me cause they, cause he's yelling this. It's Larry Wilson. And he goes, Steve Siebel, oh my God. And so he runs up to Larry Wilson. I've never met him in my life. He runs up to me, hugs me, and he says, oh my God, this is the best video album. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is going to be huge. You're going to be a big star. Bill's was great in the video. I thank so much for doing this with Bill. He's hugging me. I'm like, holy mackerel. I mean, it was, it was just absolutely overwhelming. I mean, I've never experienced any, I've never experienced someone like that in my life. I thought he was going to be like, you know, like a big ego person, like, cause he's the, like, this guy's a big deal. You know, I'm nobody here. I'm, you know, just getting started. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nobody. And, um, that was who Larry Wilson was. He was the living embodiment of personal development. He was personal development. He didn't just write about it. He didn't just speak about it. He was personal development. That's why I wanted to start this, this, uh, this first content episode of the International Personal Development Association, I think appropriately with talking about Larry Wilson and his work. Because if you haven't experienced Larry Wilson, and a lot of people haven't, frankly, they have through Wilson Learning. And I think Wilson Learning is a great organization, but let me tell you something that you probably already know. When you remove the principle that's that charismatic, that brilliant of a leader from any kind of organization, you don't have the same organization. Now, you might have a better organization or a worse organization. I'm not saying it's it's there's anything bad about it. I'm just saying it's not the same organization. Let's face it. When Steve Jobs died, Apple was never the same. I think Apple's great. I'm a big Apple fan. Um, you know, it's not the same. It just isn't. I mean, they've got great leadership. I think, uh, you know, they've, they've their, their board is solid. I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about what they do. None of those people are Steve Jobs. It's just a different company. You know, it's a different thing. That was the charismatic genius of Apple. Larry Wilson was the charismatic genius of Wilson Learning. You take out, and I'm not saying anything, anything about Wilson, anything against Wilson Learning. They're a phenomenally successful company. I think they're great. I was just on their website the other day. They do great things all over the world, but it's just different. And so that was Larry. He was just, he was personal development. He was love and abundance and caring and sharing. And that's who he was. And um, I loved Larry Wilson. He was like a, like a, I was to see a brother. He was like a brother because that's how he acted to me, like an older brother. But of course, um, he was the same age. He was actually born three days after my mother. Uh, if Larry was alive today, he died nine years ago. If he was alive today, he would be 92 years old, same age as my mom. Um, three, they were born three days apart. And uh, my mother loved Larry too. He's just, uh, just everyone loved Larry. That's the bottom line. Larry was a wonderful guy. He was just a, the nicest guy in the world and a pure genius. Uh, operating at a level... That I've never, the only person I ever knew that operated at that level was Bill Goff. Um, a level of consciousness of just uh, love, abundance, and caring, and just like gratitude and humility and uh, egolessness. And I don't even know how to explain it. I've never been at that level. I don't fly at that. I'm trying to get higher, but uh, that uh, that's rare air. And so, so to wrap this up, I want to tell you about Larry. I want to encourage you to 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 study Larry Wilson because. 
I believed, as Bob Proctor did, as Bill Gove did, and many other top people, that he was the greatest of all time in terms of um, the embodiment of personal development. The 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 father, you could say, one of the one of the founding fathers of personal development, and and possibly the greatest purveyor of its of its precepts, concepts, and uh, and so. A lot of people don't have experienced, haven't experienced Larry because he was a corporate. They did corporate training, you know, and just like I did. And that's what Larry taught me to go into corporations and sell million dollar contracts to billion dollar companies, which was how we made our fortune. That's what we did for 25, before COVID for 23 straight years. Um, that's what he told me to taught me to do. But speakers, as you probably know, that go into corporations do not become famous to the public because we're working with 50 and 60 and 100 people maybe in corporations, whereas public market speakers like uh, more like a Zig Ziglar or was or like a Tony Robbins or or Bob Proctor was another example who did corporate for a while, but then went public. They become famous, especially with the Internet now, because they're they're selling to the public. We sell to corporate corporate audiences. So you Larry was did did more volume through Wilson Learning probably than any speaker alive, but he did it, but he's not famous. He wasn't really famous as a lot of these people are. So unfortunately, if you Google Larry Wilson, you're gonna find you're not gonna find as much as you think you would, as opposed to if you, you know, Google a Bob Proctor or someone who was a public market speaker. Well, then you can find a lot of things. So he spent his time in big corporations and he taught me to do the same thing, and that's what I did. And uh, but uh, but you want to experience this genius because there's never been anyone like him before. And I don't really believe there'll be anyone like him again. I, I hope there is. But uh, he was uh, very, very special. Uh, that's an understatement, but that's what it is. There's a book he wrote. He wrote a bunch of books, but the one and you can you can see him on Amazon. But the one I like the best is called Play to Win. If you're watching this, you can see me. I'm holding it up. But if you're listening to this, it's called Play to Win, Choosing Growth Over Fear um, in Work and Life. And basically the concept of this book, it's, it's, it's a sophisticated personal development book. I will tell you, it's not, it's exciting. It's not boring. It won a lot of awards, uh, but it's, it's, it's more on the sophisticated side than maybe like a think and grow rich, which is good, but it's written at an eighth grade level, which is good. Like how to win friends and influence people is written at an eighth grade level. My books are written at an eighth grade level. Larry was just, uh, he, it's a little higher, it's a little more sophisticated, but it is a really good book. And I'll sum it up to you in one thing. It's in the book, but Larry used to talk about it all the time. Um, Larry used to say, it's all about growth. It's all about personal growth. And so he had a saying, he'd say, um, the saying was he'd end a lot of his speeches with this as well. He'd say, I don't have to be who I've always been. I learn and I grow. That's how I win. Larry considered winning in life growth. He didn't consider it money. He didn't consider it mansions. He didn't consider it Lamborghinis or anything else. He considered it growth. He said, if if human beings are growing, and, and Maslow taught him, he talked, because I had a lot of conversations with Larry, you know, hundreds and hundreds of conversations over 15 years with Larry about this and his conversations with Abraham Maslow and all the rest of it, Carl Rogers and all these people that he dealt with. Um, Larry would say that human beings are not happy because of material things. They're not happy because of money. Madison Avenue sells us that in the United States and around the world, right? That we're going to be happy when we have the car, or the house, or the clothes, or the shoes, or the diamond ring, or the watch, or the you know yacht, or the airplane, or, you know, whatever. And we buy into it, and I've done it too. It's easy to do. Um, but they're happiest, Larry um, posited, when they're growing, 
That's it. When we're growing, we feel like we're making progress. So he said, you learn and you grow. That's how you win. And I'll tell you what, that's hard psychologically to argue with. It's hard to, it's hard to argue. We go for all these things outside of what really makes us happy. You know, if you've ever had any kind of financial success and bought a bunch of stuff, you know what I'm talking. It doesn't have to be an island or a jet. You know, it could just be something outside the ordinary, a little bit outside the ordinary. You realize that it's fantastic when you get it. And two days later, it's kind of old hat because it's just a bigger, faster, shinier object than you had before. And uh, then you kind of go, okay, that's fun. What's next? Growth is not like that. And that's what this book is really about. Play to win, choosing growth over fear uh, in business and work in life. And uh, it's a great book. It's one of the great personal development books that's underrated and unknown. You know, so many people know Think and Grow Rich and those kinds of books, but but Larry was a corporate guy, as I said, so they don't know his books as well. But Play to Win is a phenomenal book. And we'll talk more about Larry Wilson and his teachings. And the, and some maybe we'll help have some of his friends on. Uh, George Robinson would be one, his son-in-law, who is a great guy out in Minneapolis, um, who took care of Larry along with his wife uh, as Larry was passing away in 2013. And uh, George is a great guy. And uh, I've had I've interviewed him before and we'll have some of Larry's connections on hopefully to talk more about his philosophy, because unfortunately, Larry's gone or we'd have him on the show. But um, as I said, he passed away in 2013 at age 83 and uh, a very sad day. But his legacy lives on. And there's a lot of people that just love talking about Larry's stories and about what he taught them, because this guy was a real genius, not just, you know, oh, he's a genius, you know, that's just thrown out there. This guy was a real genius. I spent 15 years with him. I know he was a genius and I don't throw that word around lightly because it's it's uh, it's hardly exists at all. But um, he was one of them for sure. So there's a lot we can learn. So I'd, I'd recommend you pick up the book. And then if you if you really like it. Buy some of them used on Amazon and pay, or wherever you buy them and pass them out to people and encourage them to uh, to to, uh, to, to uh, you know learn from the book and see if it helps their life. Because I promise you, if they read it, it will. Okay. All right. So that wrap, wrap, wraps up Ooh, episode two. I appreciate you guys being on. Remember to, uh, if, you, if you're listening to this, you haven't joined the revolution. You haven't joined the International Personal Development Association. Join now. Membership is free. It's free. There's no cost, okay? Now, if you want to be an ambassador with uh, and, and learn from the and get to the training vault and all the, you want to be a speaker, author, you know, um, success coach, then we have a membership where you, where you pay a low monthly fee or your annual fee. It's very inexpensive and you get access to all the training videos, but you can join for free just to join the, the revolution to spread personal development um, concepts around the world in a time, one of the darkest times in the history of the world where the world needs light. Where the, the world needs hope and personal development can do that. It's got that kind of power, but we need you and lots of other people to help us do it. So we appreciate you. I appreciate you listening and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.